Hey guys, it's another episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You, and this one I recorded a little bit last minute. Here's the deal. Let me tell you what happened. So I had an awesome episode planned to release today, and it was all about how to become a better leasing agent in just one week. And it's a great episode, and it has great tips, but with everything that's happening right now around the world and all the scare with the coronavirus, I felt it was important to really pivot and to make some adjustments because business as usual is just not happening right now at our apartment communities. And so it didn't seem like the right topic um, because some of the advice were things about going out and getting out in your neighborhood. And honestly, that's contrary to what we're being told by CDC and local officials. So that episode will come when it makes sense. But for now, I wanted to talk about how to continue operating your apartment community during the virus and with maybe some restrictions placed on how we operate. So this is a little bit different, but I hope that you find huge value and I hope this helps you during some stressful times. So let's get started. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Okay, so right now we know that people are feeling a sense of uncertainty at the very least, and others are in full-blown panic mode. Some have just learned that their livelihoods are gone overnight or their jobs have been paused until further notice. I know parents right now are worried about what they're going to do for their little ones because many uh, are going to be off of school for days, weeks, or even months. Others are worried for their elderly or immunocompromised family members that might be struggling to care for themselves. Maybe they don't live close to family and friends. And let's be honest, there's a huge majority that are worried about all of those things. It's a lot for anybody to handle. So what are we talking about today? Well, today, as operators of apartment communities, we impact so many lives. You know, after all, what we're talking about is people's homes, and right now they're having to spend a little bit more time in those homes. This is our opportunity to really step up. And a phrase I find myself saying over and over is, while we don't want to panic, it would be foolish not to prepare. So what I'm going to do in this podcast episode is I'm going to share some practical measures that can be taken now to prepare for further restrictions that may limit normal operations. We don't know, right, what is going to happen. Right now there's some restrictions and every state is a little bit different, but there might be some more to come very soon. So not all of these tips are going to apply to your situation. Just take what serves you and then you can leave the rest. Hopefully somebody else will be able to pick it up. So in this episode, I want to talk about establishing lines of communication at your community right now. In the days or weeks to come, there might be some mandatory restrictions and more and more of us may have to work from home. That might include our on-site teams and our maintenance teams. So now, as in today, is the time to establish how we're going to communicate with our residents and our teams. During times of crisis, there really is no such thing as over-communication. 
you know, people are anxious. They also have a lot more time on their hands. Both of those can lead to uh, a lot of frustrating requests that our on-site teams and our maintenance are going to have to field. And while a lot of these frustrations cannot be completely eliminated, many of them can be avoided or reduced by what you do this week. But before we dive into that, the different channels of communication, I just want to throw something out there. A lot of people are going to be rude, they're going to be entitled, they're going to be demanding. And now we have a choice as multifamily professionals, we can spend our time and our energy being appalled, like how in the world could you be this way during this time? We could be angry, we could be hurt, we could be disappointed, or we can just prepare for it. We can expect it and decide to simply let empathy guide all of our communication, regardless of the response that we get in return. So what I want y'all to remember is when you lead with empathy, it doesn't mean that you're a pushover or a people pleaser. It just means you're going to keep your cool. No one knows how they're going to respond under crisis when it's just thrust upon them. So that's why it's essential that we decide right now how we're going to respond. And think about it. After this, we'll be having some conversations about some really interesting stories of how things went down, right? People will show their true colors, but the same is true of us. So, okay, I just wanted to bring that up because that's that's real, real. That's the real, real. That's real life. Now let's talk about resident communication channels. I'm going to share a few, and you don't have to pick just one, but I will give some advice on how to select what's best for you at the end. Um, and what I'll do is I'll share a few of these channels, and I'll share the pros, the cons, and a tip that could help make it a little more useful. So the first resident communication channel is email. The pro, pretty obvious, people are used to communicating this way. It's fast, it's effective, we can get out our message pretty quickly. The con right now is that people are flooded with emails containing information about the coronavirus. So it would be easy for your email to get lost in the shuffle, right, in the mass. So a tip could be to use a consistent subject line so that residents can get used to these emails that are coming from your community. So for example, you might want to do the name of your community with then something that says community updates and the date in the subject line. So if you keep the format the same, every time they see one of these emails come through, they know it's from you and they know it's important. Now, another option is your resident portal. The pro is that if residents are already used to using this, they're automatically going to go there for updates and news. There really is no con if it's already set up. If you don't have it set up, now that could be a challenge with maybe vendors trying to keep up with demand. A tip is keep notices up to date so people don't stop checking the portal. Um, even if nothing has changed, I would still regularly change some of the wording so that when people see it, they see that it is a live place where updates are being published and they don't stop checking. Now, another communication channel is social media. The pro is that, you know, right now there is no uh, sports on TV. There's a lot of things that are changing. So for diversion, many people are going to be on social media. That's just the reality. So this is an opportunity for you to be a part of that conversation online. What I also like about social media is that, especially if your office is closed, you can still post videos which feel a lot more personal when you can't have that face-to-face -face interaction. Now you guys know what the con is, I'm sure. Conversations can quickly turn very negative and threads can spiral out of control with everybody having a varying opinion on how things should be done. So that's the reality. Now, I've talked to a lot of people uh, about this, and, and people feel differently. Some are like, no, I don't want to do this on social because things could, could get out of control. This is my opinion. Residents are going to post on social anyway, 
if you're doing it on your platforms, you can control the narrative to a certain extent. So the tip is consider maybe setting up a Facebook group, a private one, where you can approve comments before they get published or you can respond privately. And again, this is totally up to your community and company policy, but just remember people are already gonna be talking on social, so this allows you to help uh, be a part of that narrative. All right, another tool that can be super useful is a chat feature on your website. The pro is that residents and prospects may be looking for how to get a hold of you and they're going to your website to see how to reach out. Having a quick response is going to lower phone calls or office visits and it'll increase capacity for your team. So Sometimes it's easier to chat a response than to have a 10 minute conversation. Now the con is that people do expect a quicker response time with chat. So make sure that if you have to go to the bathroom or you get a snack, which is totally acceptable, um, just turn off the chat feature or maybe if you're overwhelmed with requests and you're the only one responding. If you step away from your computer, just set it as a way and people usually with most chat features can still send like a little message through chat. They'll just get a response that says, we'll respond as soon as possible. Now, a tip is if you don't have this is reach out to your web provider. This can be an easy added uh, means of communication. There's a lot of third parties that um, that are available, a lot that are multifamily specific, but there's a lot that aren't and that are pretty easy to install. So you can even uh, just Google chat feature for your website when you know and send it to whoever takes care of your technical issues on your side, your site, excuse me. Okay, so another uh, channel for communication is just old school, physical notices, bandit signs throughout your community. The pro is that for now, there's people still walking around the community. The reality is, is they may not be going to different places like restaurants or stores, but they're still going outside to get some fresh air, especially if they have pets, they still have to walk them. This is going to be one more way to make sure that they see your information. Now, the con is somebody has to physically post these. This might be really good for some of your um, pertinent information that may not change, like how they can get a hold of you. So post these kind of notices in common areas like the mail center, the laundry center, fitness center, elevator, leasing office, um, on the door, things like that. Let residents know where to look for more information or how they can contact someone. If your office hours have changed, maybe some of your policies like amenities being closed, those are good things that you can have a physical notice for. Okay, another channel is text. The pro is it's an easy way to reach your residents on their cell phone, which they're probably gonna be glued to. The con is that many don't have that set up. So usually there's a third party that you can text. Um, some of you have this as a feature with your resident portal. Again, if it's already set up, there's a lot of pros to it. Uh, if you have a third party service, providing text messages can be really, really effective. All right, another old school one is just the good old phone. The pro, people are used to calling in. The con is, let's say your staff is limited. Calls can quickly become overwhelming and you might be responding to a lot of the same questions. I foresee that being a big issue. You know, 10 people in a row asking, why are the amenities closed? Or am I gonna get a rent concession? That can be very frustrating. And again, at this time, it's super important as a property manager or leasing or maintenance person, you wanna also conserve your mental energy. So a tip is set up a voicemail that answers some of your frequently asked questions or directs them somewhere on your website or portal that answers them. That way you can't, you know, get to everyone personally, they can still get answers. So your voicemail could say, you know, we're experiencing a very heavy volume of calls. We've set up a website or on our resident portal or on our Facebook page. 
a list of frequently asked questions and answers. Please check there. And if you still have a question, please leave us a voicemail. We will be responding on emergency basis or we'll be responding first come first serve or whatever in order of requests. However, again, your policy, but by having that extra resource, you're kind of helping scale what you're able to handle. Okay, some ways to go above and beyond when it comes to communication. You know, as of now, some of the things that we're hearing according to the CDC is that elderly and immunocompromised people are at higher risk of becoming seriously or fatally ill with the coronavirus. So think about it, you know, imagine how scary it is if you fit that description. So while we can't eliminate the fears, we can just be a kind human being and let them know that somebody is thinking of them. Even for me, you know, I've been um, definitely limiting my social interactions and I have the ability to do so, but I've gotten a ton of texts from friends just checking in. And even though I'm completely fine and I'm not, you know, in one of these categories, it still feels really good that friends are thinking about you. So think about that. For some of your residents, you may be the only one that's checking on them. So why not give them a call? Find out just how they're doing. Make sure you have updated emergency contact information for them or who would need to be called if they become seriously ill. How are they doing on supplies? And then do they know the resources that are available? You know, I was thinking about a lot of our elderly, they may not know how to order groceries online or check out latest updates. So make sure they know how to get help if they need it. And again, that's going to depend on what resources are available in your local area. So just become aware. Okay, here are some ways that your staff can prep. You're going to hear uh, a lot of the same questions over and over again. So you can prepare responses in advance. So again, conserving that mental energy believe me, you're going to need it. So prepare for commonly asked questions from residents and just keep templates of your responses in a Google Doc. This would be a really good time to collaborate with your corporate office or your sister communities so that your your communication is top notch, right? And also to make sure that you're not breaking any policies or any fair housing rules. Things like how are maintenance requests going to be handled? Why are amenities not open? Can I get a concession on my rent because the amenities aren't open? Short answer, people, no. (laughs) What if I can't pay rent on time? Again, all of this is going to vary based on what's happening in your area and your your company's policies, but I guarantee you these questions are going to be asked. So sit down together, get some responses, make sure they get approved, and then figure out how to share those things regularly on the channels we talked about. Now I want to kind of segue into ways that your maintenance staff can prepare. So some communities are operating right now as business as usual, while others are only taking emergency service requests. But again, things can change quickly. So here are a few things that you can do right now to share with your residents if later you cannot physically get to their maintenance requests. So here's where the on-site and uh, our inside and outside staff can really work together. You can record your maintenance team answering questions and demonstrating how to do some of the following things. So I was very fortunate. I posted a comment in the Apartment Management and Maintenance Support Group. It's a private Facebook group you can join. Um, And there's literally, I think, 44,000 multifamily housing pros in there. What's awesome about that group is it's so many other people that are going through the same things. And anyway, I encourage you to join. I did a podcast with one of the admins, Leah Love, not too long ago. So check that episode out if you haven't. But I put in a question, what are some of the requests that either A, could be avoided if residents were a little more careful, or B, they could take care of themselves if they knew how? 
So here are some things that you could do, again, videos or social posts on. Things not to put down the garbage disposal, how to reset your garbage disposal, tips to keep your apartment in tip-top shape, practical steps to avoid clogging a toilet, and hopefully people are conserving their toilet paper, so that shouldn't be as big of a problem. Uh, what to do though if your toilet does clog, hello plunger, how to change the various light bulbs, how to change the batteries in your smoke detector or thermostat, how to check your breaker box, how to turn off the water if that's an option in your unit, how to reset a GFI, Reminder that some outlets are tied to switches, so before they call and say a switch is broken, just reminders that some of the outlet outlets turn those on. And then hot water issues to check to see if maybe it's set to low or vacation mode. These were just a few of the ideas that were shared, but what I love is if you create a library of these type of videos, then when the time comes, if the time comes where you cannot personally respond, at the very least we can protect our assets and help our residents as well with some of these how-to tutorials. So these are some ways that we can continue operating our apartment community during coronavirus. In another episode, I'm gonna share how we can continue leasing apartments during this epidemic and how to keep our teams safe. But for now, I think that's a good place for us to stop. I did a blog on all of these tips, so if you were driving or you're walking your community while you were listening, please check it out. You can go to marketinghomemarketingyou.com or you can go to watchyourbusinesssprout.com. So either the podcast or the blog, we're gonna have the same information on both, plus some digital resources and some printable flyers to help you guys out. So as always, we're a strong, incredible industry. We impact a lot of people. We have the ability to really step up, and I know we will. So thank you guys for joining me on this episode, and I'll visit with you soon. We'll be having some more information to help us through these tough times.